Welcome to the Saddle School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week, in preparation for Sabbath, April 24th, we look at Lesson 4, An Everlasting Covenant. Join us today as we see how Abram became Abraham and how our names will change eventually as well according to our covenant with God. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we go, lesson four, and this is an everlasting covenant. Our memory text comes from Genesis 17, verse 17, from the Revised Standard Version. It says, I, God, will establish my covenant between me and you, Abraham, and your descendants after you, after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God and you, your descendants after you. Mm-hmm. You know, as I read this, uh, Michael, and as I was going ahead all this week and just studying for this, uh, it just amazes me still that God established this, but also that he wants it with frail man. Yeah. But also within frail man, there's there are these, and I call them giants because Abraham wasn't perfect, but there are these giants that show us, remind us, mm-hmm. if we dedicate ourselves to the Lord, we can walk with God. And that's what that's how God wants the covenant to be, this covenant made between people who walk with him. Yeah, I love it. And, uh, you know, God just takes us where we're at and works with us, right? You know, so that's part of the, the beauty of it is, and that's that's what this lesson's all about, is God working um, with human beings right where they are. And that's that's one of the beautiful things of, of the covenant and the whole salvation narrative. I agree. So uh, that leads us to Sunday's uh, lesson, which is Yahweh and the Abrahamic covenant. Yeah, so Genesis 15, verse 7, And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit. Uh, and so here we have a story, and, and the main point is is this idea, it's talking about the Lord and this idea of, of God's name, which is Yahweh, which mm. is this Hebrew word. It's it's God's personal name himself. And and one of the ideas here is that we have a personal living God Amen. who interacts with us. Yeah. And uh, and so the the lesson points out that this word or variations thereof appear some six thousand eight hundred and twenty eight times in the Old Testament. Um, and, and what's interesting about that is not only is this word, you know, an indication of a personal God, there's, there's different kinds of ways of understanding it. It comes from this word meaning to be, Mm. and that word itself, um, is the idea of presence of being. Um, and there's different ways of understanding that, um, the, the lesson points out, and you could go to a a Hebrew grammar and, and find other examples, but this idea of the eternal one or the existent one or the self existing one um, or the self-sufficient one all of these are are indicating a personal god who is powerful and cares and is the sustainer of the universe of life itself <laughs> yeah you know, you know? It, the, how else can you put it except for before there was i was right yeah. there, there the beginning the end yeah. the alpha the omega right yeah. all these different things just i am exodus three fourteen says i am who i am hmm so profound 
<laughs> I mean, how do you wrap your mind around that, right? Yeah, you, you can't, and that's why we spend, according to what I, what I read, an eternity finding out what that means, right? Absolutely. So, really, that's, that's kind of the main point here. And uh, one of those other names of God, El Shaddai. Fill us in, Buster. You know, it's uh, interesting because last year I did a week of prayer mm-hmm. for uh, the elementary school for mm-hmm. KES. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the days was El Shaddai. And uh, talking to them about this Love and it. trying to explain to uh, three-year-olds, right? Because they have pre-K all the way up to the to the eighth Older, graders yeah. that are there. Mm-hmm. And explain to them what it is. And, and just the almighty God. Um, and one of our students here actually brought this point, which is these names came about not so that God can describe himself, but through the interaction with man, he can describe who he is. Mm. And when we need him, he is this El Shaddai. He is <laughs> this mighty God. But when he tells it to, when he shares this with uh, Abraham or mm-hmm. Abram, as, as you can say here, because this is where the trans, this is where the transition takes place within this passage. Uh, in seventeen one, we, we see something different that happens here. And it asks us to place this context. It says, uh, Genesis seventeen six, which uh, helps place everything in the larger context. Why would the Lord at this point stress to Abram his might and his power? And what was God saying that would require Abram to trust in that might and power? Look particularly at 17, verse 6. And I, I want to look at that. Uh, 17, verse 6. And this is the New King James Version. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make you na- and I'll make nations of you and kings shall come from you. And here we find out he's 99 years old. That's a feat in and of itself that he made it to 99, right? But the fact yeah, that a absolutely. great nation is going to come from him, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we hear Almighty God and we're like, oh man, he's going to get ready to fight and battle a war. Mm-hmm. But mighty in his acts towards us. Mm. And I uh, just finished a class here a second ago which asking about the greatest miracle and the greatest miracle to me is a conversion of a soul. Yeah. And I asked the students, they start sharing their conversion stories and mm-hmm. mighty ways that God has acted on their lives. And God is still moving mightily in our lives. Mm. And, uh, this is a point in time, Michael, where names actually meant something. So we have El Shaddai. So now tell us about Tuesday's lesson from Abram to Abraham. Well, you know, just like names for God, um, names in the ancient Near East have a deep sense of significance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not just, you know, pulling out the most popular baby names, you know, <laughs> 2021 or whatever. Seven and Apple, right? Yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> no. not go there. <laughs> so, you know, um, it, 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 you know, parents thought in terms of, of characteristics and what they hoped they would see their child accomplish and so these these names have deep um, symbolic significance and so there's a number of different examples uh, that are highlighted like Daniel God is my judge yes Joel Yahweh is God yes Nathan gift of God I mean these are these are all just a few of many examples by the way it's kind of fun you read some of these Bible stories and start kind of doing a little bit of sleuthing or get one of those study Bibles, you know, and, yeah. and you just kind of start, it starts, the story starts coming alive because that's that's an important cultural clue to the, the context of the Bible. Anyways, uh, one of the things that it's talking about is the name change from Abram to Abraham. Mm. Uh, it also gives several other examples here, uh, but what's going on there? And so God is trying to... Um, teach him a little bit of a lesson. So he starts out as Abram, 
which means father is exalted and becomes Abraham. There's that ham part, which mm -hmm. is an indication of the house of something or something enlarged. And, uh, and of course, the lesson translate it, translates it as falter, father of a multitude, or literally it means father of a big house, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Yeah, which, which is, you know, yeah. lots of Bethlehem, right? Right, yeah. Right, house in of. the house of, yeah. exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, continue on, Michael. Uh, it gives a couple of case studies. Genesis 32, 28, um, God changing the name of Jacob to Israel. Uh, Genesis 41, 45, where the Pharaoh changes the name of Joseph to Zaphonath uh, Paniah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Which we don't usually, I don't usually think of Joseph by his <laughs> Egyptian name, right? No, we don't. Uh, it's, so it's kind of significant. I think they keep the uh, the biblical name. Um, and then, of but course. But I, I guarantee you, Joseph kept it because it, get, it shows significance of yeah. being second in charge of everything, right? Yeah, I bet all the Egyptians knew him by that name. Yes, they did. And uh, certainly, uh, uh, Daniel and his companions uh, there are given new names in Babylon Daniel to Belshazzar. Uh, and so on. You know, it's this idea of names having significance. They're in a new culture, new place, new name. And so, um, yeah, that, that's that's what this is all about. So, uh, Buster, back to you with covenant stages. Um, tell us, Genesis 12, what's going on here? Yeah, we, we see uh, we see here in Genesis 12, 1 and 2, uh, the first stage of the promise. But then we also see something else that happens mm -hmm. in Genesis chapter 15, verse 7. I, I'm going to have to include verse 6 in there. I have it highlighted from my previous studies. But And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness, right? And I've, yeah. uh, it's just beautiful to see that. But what? Mm -hmm. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of earth to the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? And he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old uh, female goat and a three-year-old ram and a turtle dove and all these different things. And I want to, I want to skip down here to verse 12. Uh, it says now when the sun was going down to a deep sleep, uh, he fell, uh, he fell asleep and darkness fell upon him. And it says here, then he said to Abram, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in land, not theirs, and will serve them and will afflict them for 400 years. Right? Mm -hmm. So we see that this is coming about, but he doesn't leave them there. It says, on the same day, verse 18, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, uh, Abram saying, to your descendants, I will, uh, I have given this land from the river of Egypt and the great river and the river of Euphrates. Mm. But he's also telling him that there's going to be some turmoil in the midst of there. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes covenants are not smooth sailing, right? No. Uh, just reading a book recently talking about the romantic idea of God, right? Mm. We fall, we have this storybook ending mm -hmm. and we think like, oh, things going to be so smooth. But no, mm -hmm. God is God. And he mm -hmm. said, this is what's going to happen. And it happened. But in the end, I still have you, if you yeah. will have me. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see that happening uh, time and time again. And we also see the, the stages of the final covenant happening there mm -hmm. uh, between God and, uh, and Abraham. And uh, we see that in Genesis 17, verses 1 through, through 14. And it's the covenant of the circumcision. And this was not just to be cruel or anything like that, but is to represent the circumcision of the heart. Eventually, mm -hmm. as we find out uh, later wow. on in the book of Romans and the book of Ephesians, we find these things out. Uh, mm -hmm. But to showing that you're a sign that you belong with me. Mm -hmm. And once again, I'm not going to let you go, but don't let go of me either. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I believe it's important to understand that even in the midst of our lives, there's stages to our conversions. Mm -hmm. There's stages to our walks with God. And we need to have to continue to develop, to develop those and look back saying, what promises has God made to me that I'm going to hold on to as I grow in my stages with him? 
And so, along with those stages, Michael, come obligations. Yeah. Uh, share with us uh, about co- covenant obligations. Absolutely. And the, and the key text here the, that we want to zero in on is Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. For I know him that, and this is God speaking, right? For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. Here we have this Yahweh. To do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And, you know, here we have this idea of of covenant again. Uh, And as we've been kind of exploring this through this whole uh, quarter, the Sabbath school lesson on this idea of covenant, a big part of covenant is this idea of of a greater power making Mm. an arrangement or treaty with a lesser power, right? Yes. And so there's some kind of agreement that's there. Now, uh, in fact, some, some people call it a suzerain treaty. It's this idea in the ancient Near East, again, of, of, of making peace or a covenant, something that happens and there is an obligation. So whoever does this uh, is, is you know more powerful or wealthier or whatever and says, um, this is what I want you to do, but this is what I need you to do for me in response, right? Of course. And and so there's this idea, uh, and that's the, that's what it's calling here, this covenant, this covenant of grace, God doing for us what we could never do for, for, uh, for ourselves. Yeah, or for him. Or him, yeah. yeah, right? yeah we can't do it. <laughs> we, we just can't do it. And yet, uh, and, and so God, thank goodness, I mean, praise God. Yeah. God makes salvation possible for us. He does. He and, does. And that's what this is talking about. Yeah. It says God commands his children and his household that they shall keep the way of the Lord. God wants us to follow in this path. And so he invites us to follow on this journey to, and to follow him. And, and what I, I like to think of is, is it's really a matter of direction. It is. It's orientation. Yes. You know, um, I, you know, I've got my directions on my phone. I don't know where <laughs> I'm going, you know. And, and so I need those directions. And I, I may still make some mistakes or get off the wrong exit or even I may make a wrong turn. But where's the direction? And that's what it's talking about. Are we heading in the direction that God wants for us? And there's a sense of obligation. We, you know, are we still getting on that path and moving back on as, as Siri keeps reminding us, you know, hey, um, you know, <laughs> get back on the highway or whatever <laughs> I did. You know, I have a perfect ob- object lesson for this. Yeah. We're going to Tulsa last weekend. And yeah. my wife's like, just follow the instructions. Just follow. I'm like, no, sweetie. Uh, if we take that toll road, we're going to get stuck. And mm. we went my way and we got stuck, right? Oh, no. <laughs> so Buster. two lessons. I should have listened to Siri, yes. but even more so, I should have listened to my wife, right? <laughs> All right. Well, we've got you on, on, on record for that one. <laughs> yes, 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 you do. <laughs> well, I like that. And so there's this idea of obedience that when yeah. we are in covenant relationship with God, and we do it not because so that we can have the relationship with God, but out of or response to or and out of love i like how ellen white says how love awakens love right yeah it does. and so when we really experience how amazing and great god is to us it's just an overwhelming sense of gratitude and response it's true where we just say god thank you thank you thank you amen thank you for your covenant thank you for the possibility of salvation and and this idea of covenant, we're just going to keep coming back to it from all kinds of different <laughs> angles, right? Yeah. Uh, but but it's so beautiful. Well, you know what I love about this is the fact that the beauty is not just in the outcome. Mm-hmm. The beauty is in the relationship. It's yeah. in the time being. And I, I know even now, mm-hmm. uh, we oftentimes look forward to eternal life. We look forward to the second coming. Right. But the beauty of our relationship with God mm. begins now. 
in the in the day-to-day interaction with god that's where the beauty begins and continues to flourish Mm. and a lot of times we want to get to the end we want to get to you know the wedding day is great but the true enjoyment or the true sorrow sometimes yeah. happens after the big day, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and for us, it's and before, right? Because mm-hmm. there's the there's preparation for it. Yeah. Same thing for the second coming of Christ. Same thing mm-hmm. for eternal life. Uh, John seventeen three, and this is eternal life. They may know you, God the Father, and me whom you have sent. Mm-hmm. Eternal life begins. The covenant, uh, the enjoyment of the covenant begins when we have that relationship with God. Love it. Taking joy in the journey. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that puts a wrap for another week. And so um, we just want to encourage our listeners, you know, uh, just God loves you. Amen. He really does. And he will never give up on you. Yeah. And uh, that relationship, um, God makes it possible. So uh, all of those good things, all, all he's waiting is just a, a simple response um, and, and just, re- you know, saying, hey, God, thank you. And I want you to work in my life. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, I think that puts a wrap for another week. Uh, this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personable colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.